LA is vast, vibrant, simultaneously stunning as well as challenging and confusing. At Together LA, this city is our passion. We know that loving LA well starts with listening. Pounding the pavement in search of the individuals invested in the flourishing of Los Angeles. These are the inspiring stories and real-life interviews with the men and women who work to bring the gospel to LA in their unique ways. Thanks for joining us as we bring you closer to the heart of LA, one story, one voice, and one neighborhood at a time. This is the Together LA Listening Tour. Well, good afternoon, everyone. I am here and talking with Nikita Matorin from Athletes in uh, Athletes in Action. So welcome to you, Nikita. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Tommy. Yeah. Hey, before we start, talk a little bit. Tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get started with Athletes in Action? How long have you been with the organization? Yes. Well, I originally was born and raised in Central Asia, Kazakhstan, uh, where, where I grew up and played sports my whole life. And um, after moving out of my hometown, which is just, uh, it's a border of Mongolia and China, uh, my, my small hometown, uh, I left when I was 15 years old uh, to go play and pursue a basketball career as a, as a pro athlete. Yeah. And also potential opportunities with coaching. Uh, I, uh, so I left my hometown when I was 15. And then uh, shortly after that, I got introduced to Athletes in Action group in uh, the capital of Kazakhstan at the time. So there were two families that came from, from the States to serve and work with athletes, professional athletes, collegiate athletes, and uh, work as a service uh, to them and provide spiritual resources. And so in my very few first meetings that I got introduced to them, I was really fascinated by this group and and people who were just serving athletes in Kazakhstan, I, I thought to myself, why are they here? <laughs> what are they doing here? You know, and so I consider myself um, being a religious man or, you know, being raised in Russian, Russian family. I, I, I thought, well, I'm, you know, Russian Orthodox, you know, I believe in God and all that stuff. And athletes in action staff um, surely kind of made mm -hmm. me question that and wonder about my, <clears throat> my faith journey and, you know, and just help me really to kind of understand yeah. and, and correlate my faith with my sport. And so, um, yeah, not long after that, I, I, I start attending meetings every week and Bible studies and chapels uh, for the athletes that were held in Kazakhstan. And as you know, it's it's not a very open country for, yeah. for Christianity. No. But, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be involved in that group and, and really come to uh, my personal relationship with God through that group. And then um, later, just a few years uh, after that, as I was finishing up college, I was I, I met my wife who um, was there also with Athletes in Action. And she came from Orange County, California to to work oh, and live in Kazakhstan for a year. Yes. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she um, you know, I wish she was on this call because she's, she's a big part of this, this journey and my life. And, you know, she's a co-leader and co-team leader with me here in Los Angeles. Um, she also happened to be a collegiate athlete. She played one year of soccer at Pepperdine and grew up here in, in you know, in North Orange County and then kind of LA area, was a teacher for a few years. And, uh, and then end up taking this leap of faith and moving, moving across the ocean to go and work with athletes where, where I grew up. And so, yeah, so, 
so then we, you know, we end up uh, getting married in 2007 and uh, quickly moved to the States together uh, where she continued the journey on staff, full-time staff with Athletes in Action at Arizona State University. So that was the uh, collegiate campus yeah. ministry of Athletes in Action where she was working with, with her team. And I joined staff full-time in 2008. 2008. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Nikita, I mean, with your basketball journey, what happened with that? Did you put it on hold? Did you realize, okay, it just wasn't probably something I wanted to do? What, what happened with that basketball yeah, career? It, you know, Kazakhstan was, was still in developing stages as far as uh, prof professional sports go. So I, I was fortunate enough and, and, and lucky enough to be able to play. And, and the, the way the system set up, you play collegiate basketball and professional basketball at the same time. So collegiate level wasn't as strong, you know, but all the good players from college colleges would play on the club teams, you know, where they would get paid and they would be provided scholarships to go to universities, you know, gears and et cetera. It's the same kind of a same concept to the scholarship athletes here in the, in the U S you know, but, uh, you know, for me, I think I was I was kind of looking into uh, the future. You know, I would love I wanted to start a family. I wanted to yeah. uh, marry my future wife. You know, and and we just got I just kind of put it on hold. And you know, and I I knew that with athletes in action, I had opportunities to kind of continue to obviously stay in shape and even play somewhat. You know, semi. Um, you know, kind of a club professional summer tours. So I got to go with Athletes in Action, um, probably Division One, uh, professional level Division Division One athletes uh, to Israel in 2004. Yeah. And then also happened to be playing with, with Athletes in Action basketball team in Kyrgyzstan. Uh, okay. I think it was 2008, 2009. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my last kind of a hurrah, hurrah moment with a basketball career. Yeah, very. When you first, when you went on full time step, did you start in Arizona State alongside with your wife? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So we spent five years there. Uh, my initial training on staff was uh, about two years long, and then uh, we spent uh, three years together working and ministering to uh, Sun Devils. Uh, you know, James Harden was there his freshman year when I was yep. there. You know, so we got got to see and rub shoulders with all these athletes, you know, on campus and just, you know, providing providing a safe gathering and meetings for them to, you know, come and learn about God, but also discipleship one on one and small group and chapels for football teams and things like that. And so so we spent five about five years there. And then my wife and I wanted to spread our wings and kind of go to a new place as as athletes in action vision is to go to every campus. Um, to every athlete in every nation, you know, we, we were looking to expand and, and kind of, you know, grow in our leadership capacity. So we took on uh, University of Washington next. Okay. So we stayed, we stayed, we stayed within Pac-12. Now they call it Pac-12. It was Pac-10 at the time. And, uh, and so my wife and I went to Seattle and started, restarted, relaunched ministry just from ground zero, uh, yeah. the two of us. And so spent about six years there before we moved back to LA. Wow, so LA has just only been recent in the last couple of years. Exactly, yes, right. three years. So this is gonna be three years this summer. For those who are not familiar, tell me a little bit about Athletes in Action. 
Yes, so Outputs in Action is a, is a global and pioneer uh, ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ, or formerly known as Campus Crusade for Christ. Um, now it's called Crew. Uh, so that's the mothership and Athletes in Action is the division, the athletic division of, of crew. And so we, um, you know, it, it started back in the 1950s. So crew or Campus Crusade was established back in the 1950s by Bill Bright. Um, and so Bill, 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 Bill Graham era, you know, the, those, those guys and, and uh, big name evangelist in, in, the, in America, I guess, in, in the 90s. And, and so uh athletes in action then formed as the uh, ministry of crew in 1966 and so uh fun fact 1950s when bill bride founded campus crusade for christ it was actually found at, at ucla campus where mm. we currently are serving with athletes in action so yeah so our, our primary dna you know and i i say that without any kind of shame um as a ministry as athletes in action but also as a crew our, we have two dna's we we're passionate about evangelism and we're passionate about discipleship the, these are two things that athletes coaches students know about crew and athletes in action yeah very very good when you were at university of washington what made you decide to come back to uh, home to la in some sense families from Orange County, but for you guys over here in LA with UCLA. Yeah. Yeah, we, you know, we spent six years there developing and, and growing ministry and our team, uh, you know, where it, it was, the ministry was phenomenal. We literally started from ground zero and it grew to uh, very established ministry and partnerships with other ministries, athletic ministries like FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So we worked closely with them and uh we were humble enough and fortunate enough to to see our team grow and expand and and uh, new leaders joining our team that were ready to lead and continue the journey there in seattle and my wife and i just felt very strongly that we we wanted to be closer to uh, to at least one of our families you know my family is still back in kazakhstan her right. family is here in in uh, california and so as we approached athletes in action leadership and, and asked them what what would be the opportunities here in California, you know, we were given three options, uh, San Diego State, Long Beach State, and then UCLA campus uh, with with a larger scope in the uh, coastal area. Like we have Pepperdine and LMU yeah. as well in our in our scope. And so um, yeah, so it, it, unfortunately, we we found out the day of our move from Seattle, we found out that my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And um, and so we, we were just, you know, in total shock. Uh, how are we going to navigate moving to one of the most expensive city in the world yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and begin ministry there? Um, and so, you know, it that's that part of part of our journey is really sad, but also end up being a very, uh, a huge uh, breakthrough and a highlight because, you know, she, she is cancer free. She Good. went through all the treatments and, and things like that and, and her journey. And we, we actually took over the leadership at UCLA um, the year after she ended all of her treatments. So there was a guy that was leading athletes in action efforts who then uh, transitioned and moved to London to uh, do uh, professional efforts with Athletes in Action, working with uh, 
soccer players and and um, professional teams in Europe. Very so very good. Mm -hmm. yeah. So how do you and your wife decide uh, what to do? What are you good at? What is she good at? How do you both work together on UCLA's campus? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the harvest is plentiful, you know. <laughs> there, there's, you know, over 600 athletes um, at UCLA campus alone, 20, 20 plus teams. Um, you know, there are obviously club teams that we even haven't gotten to yet. But, um, you know, she works with the female side of uh, ministry and I work with uh, male side of ministry. Um, we, you know, primarily we have a large, kind of a larger uh, seeker friendly group every Monday yeah. that we yeah. host on campus or we have been hosting virtually this past year during COVID, you know, where all different athletes can come and kind of check it out. You know, they come from all different backgrounds and faith journeys and some of them don't have any faith affiliation. And so they they just you know they're curious what this group is about what we do and and how we're trying to kind of parallel and bring faith and sport together yeah, yeah. And, and so but then outside of that monday night uh, group and and uh, virtual call we we do a lot of discipleship and that's that has to do with a small group as well as one-on-one -on -one discipleship so we have a you know about 10-week curriculum that we take students through you know and it's not just kind of feeding them and, you know, and, and holding their hand, but it's really equipping them to multiply their lives into others, you know, because the two of us cannot reach 600 athletes, you know, yeah, so yeah. We, we need we need to have these students, these coaches that we work with to really be equipped, you know, to the point where they, they feel challenged and they feel excited about their relationship with God, then they go out and they start discipling others, you know, so God raised up a team of volunteers for us this past year. So we have uh, two uh, strength and conditioning coaches from UCLA. They're involved in our ministry full time. You know, they're on, our, they're on our staff calls every week. You know, they're, they're leading discipleship groups currently. Mm -hmm. You know, they're working with LMU athletes and UCLA athletes yeah. both. And then we have a former uh, swimmer from uh, uh, Penn State, who's who, who's working for Disneyland, but she's you know her journey was also impacted by athletes in action back on her mm -hmm. campus, and she's contributing her time to work with female athletes, helping my wife. Very very good. If you were to describe what those who are listening about UCLA campus, how would you describe it? Well, <laughs> it's 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 an exciting place. You know, it's it's a. Uh, it's obviously one of the be beautiful, the most beautiful campuses in, in the nation. You know, it's a number one univer public university um, in this in this country, but also one of the top top universities in the world. And so it attracts all kinds of all yeah. kinds of talent. You know, um, currently UCLA athletics uh, have 119 national championships. Um, they're, they're, UCLA is the school that, pro that produced the most Olympians in the U.S. Mm -hmm. as, of, as of today, uh, you know, every, every Olympics we, we have, every Summer Olympics, we have the most uh, athletes that come and compete at Olympics, you know, uh, in, um, in really introducing and kind of uh, introducing USA. And, and that's, you know, that's what's exciting about this campus, um, as well as, you know, athletes that we get to work with, they're just, 
phenomenal. They're, you know, they're in their junior or sophomore year, they're, they're starting nonprofits, they, they're writing their own books. I'm just, you know, I'm just shocked by the, the you know, by the standard that, that UCLA yeah. holds for their students and athletes yeah. as well. Which in some sense, actually, I'd love to get your thoughts. You came from uh, Kazakhstan, lived in Phoenix for a number of years or Arizona. Then you went to Washington State. Then you went to California. How would you, as someone came coming into this from Kazakhstan, how would you describe the differences between the three locations you worked at? Well, that, that would be hard to summarize <laughs> three different locations. I mean, just the transition to come from another country to U.S. It's it's uh, yeah. it's a long journey, you know. I I had to work in the restaurant business. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, just just kind of get get some feet under my uh, underneath yeah. me, you know. Just learning the language. Even I, my wife, when my wife and I met, I didn't speak any English, so we used really? interpreters. Yeah, so we had translators in our group. You know, we, we had to communicate through a third party. Yeah, and, and so I had to learn English, you know, and even when I, my English was somewhat decent when I came to the States, I, I was just, you know, in cultural yeah, talk yeah, for about yeah. half a year, maybe closer to 12 months. And so, yeah, Arizona was very welcoming and uh, a great place because it's kind of spread, yeah. you know, and not too much going on. Washington, we lived right, we just lived five five miles north of Seattle, right in the U District, or they call it University Washington District. So we clo we lived close to campus, and that that city and the place is very diverse and very compact. On um, and then when obviously when we moved to LA, it's it's a very diverse area, yeah. very very high pace, you know, traffic, but there's also alternatives of that. You know, you go to the beach and, you know, you just, you, you kind of escape the city yeah. life and you, you, you're in a very um, great place, yeah. Nikita, for somebody who did not speak English a number of years ago to where you are now, it's excellent. I, I think a lot of times, Thank and you. plus your experience working in the Southwest, the Pacific Northwest, and now in the West Coast. Thank you, yeah. yeah. What is, um, when you look at UCLA, with students today, how are they different? What are some things that they're struggling with today, with culture, even with the pandemic, that you didn't have to deal with when you first got on in Arizona? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of those things are still the same. You know, they haven't changed for years, probably for centuries. You know, people, people and, and athletes struggle with identity. You know what is what is our identity? That's one of the main messages that we communicate and try to share and convey to our student athletes. You know because there's there's a constant constant battle going on inside of us. You know like we are what we do. You know we you know if we're performing high, then this is this is who we become, right? Like people people applaud to us and they're 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 cheer us on. You know and and life life is is great. But when when you know your performance may be not that great, or you lost the game, or you missed the final shot, yeah, it, you know it just it tanks, you know, and people people start sending hate messages to you, and then just it, it really, you know, look down at you, and, and maybe not love love and accept you the same way when you do really well. And so I would say from Arizona State, 
uh, you know, now at UCLA, obviously Pac-12 schools, they all very competitive, you know, it's the league of champions. And so we, you know, we, it's, the message hasn't changed, you know, the struggles, you know, we, even in our almost three years at UCLA, we've seen, um, we've seen student athletes committing suicides. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We've seen, uh, you know, tragic moments that have taken place in their homes, God, you know, yeah. with their mental health. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and that's sadly, you know, pandemic really exposing a lot of these things. And even now with student athletes who feel isolated and alone, yeah. you know, and, and yet there are silver linings, you know, we've seen number of athletes since the lockdown back uh, last year, back in April, we've seen multiple athletes coming to know Jesus for the first time in their locker, in their dorm rooms. Yeah, you know, on their own, they're they're experiencing God and and finding God, uh, you know, themselves. We didn't even have to do anything uh, from our ministry, you know, standpoint. We we were just getting the reports from them and then getting them plugged in into yeah. discipleship groups and and helping them to journey and grow. Very good. I, I totally can relate with what you're doing. Nikita, as a volunteer, I work, but I did college ministry for 18 mm -hmm. years. I loved every minute of it yeah. and always joined InterVarsity staff. But I, I find that a lot of times with the younger generation, which I really appreciate now, there is a more of awareness toward the importance of mental health, emotional health, versus yeah. my parents were immigrants from China and Hong Kong. Growing up, it was always you got to push through your problems. You got to ignore your problems. You got to get great straight A's, all that stuff. Yeah. They didn't deal with some of the anger issues, all that, that people are dealing with right now. And I still remember, I never knew how to deal with my anger. I never knew how to deal with self-esteem issues, all that stuff. Yeah. 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 You're exactly right. Yeah. That's, that's, um, you, you know, again, in the, at athletic world that's that's one of the main messages and that's that's why we see such high statistics of uh i tell coaches now even coaches of my own children that play sports i tell them you know children by the by the age of 11 and 12 they're choosing a sport that parents don't understand uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know because they don't want that expectation and pressure being put on them you know and telling them what to do and how to do sport yeah. And so we get to interact with these athletes. They're now, you know, competing at the highest level in collegiate athletics. You know, they're still trying to deal with pressure and performance right. from their families and fans. And, and so just communicating the message to them that they're accepted and they're loved, you know, before they do anything. Nikita, let me ask you, I'm going to ask you one more question that I want to go through some fun questions. Home, sure. where's home for you? What neighborhood, what city are you living in LA? Yeah, so currently, uh, my wife and I and, and three of our children live in Mar Vista. Uh, just uh, it's a it's a neighborhood that's located between Venice and, and Santa Monica. So we're just about four four and a half uh, miles south of Westwood and UCLA campus, and about four and a half miles south of LMU, which is right next next to LAX. Good. And so we're right in the middle. Beautiful place on the on the west side of four or five. So we we enjoying our lives there and, and going you know trying to take our trips to the beach. Yeah. You know my my middle daughter had soccer practice yesterday at the beach in Santa Monica. I'm like, yeah. who yeah. can complain about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many kids do you have now, Nikita? 
we have three uh, two, two girls and one one son yeah uh, so i bet you with the daughters and the son they probably enjoy this disneyland and universal studios all of that stuff yes yeah we can't wait for the reopening of that <laughs> a couple of fun questions for you uh i mean growing up loving basketball are you more now watching college basketball do you watch the nba professional basketball which one do you enjoy doing you know this this probably this may surprise you in in your audience but uh i think having gone through you know my career and my experience obviously we cheer for for the bruins you know and final four run was yeah. incredible yeah. you know watching and, and cheering for ucla team and and i know you know a couple of coaches there and, and, and met with some, several of those athletes but uh it's for me having gone through you know my whole experience i i'm not really watching that many sports to be honest yeah. you know obviously we're following the march madness but uh yeah. other than that you know here and there we just you know frankly we don't have time for for sports with three kids you know and taking them to their games and practices it's, it's just a busy schedule in your playing days, what position did you play? And was there a player that you modeled after when you were playing? Well, I, I really enjoyed Steve Nash. Uh, mm -hmm. he, he was phenomenal. Uh, I actually got to play on my Israel tour with Athletes in Action in 2004. One of my teammates was, uh, was a guy by the name Dave, uh, David Daniels. And he was the sub for Steve Nash in the 2000 Olympics uh, for Team Canada. And so David Daniels and I were on the same team in Israel, and I just got to got to see a whole different level of basketball, you know, and just trying to imagine myself playing or competing against Steve Nash or those guys. I mean, he he's he's definitely one of the greatest ones. So well, I was point guard and guard, yeah, one and two. In Kazakhstan, is there a restaurant currently in LA that you get to have a taste of home food? Or is there a food that you just really miss that you haven't had a chance to eat yet? Yeah, good, great question. I haven't found one yet, but uh, I know that there, there there is Russian restaurants out there somewhere in LA. Um, I, I certainly miss uh, shish kebabs. We, we yep. call them shashliks in Kazakhstan. You know, that's the type of barbecue and, and meat that we would use on the, you know, on the stick. And so, that's you know it's there's a special marinade and the way they they make it there and 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 cook it on the on the coals is just yeah it's something i miss a lot very good uh coming from kazakhstan again you've lived in southwest pacific northwest and west coast in each of the stops for those who are listening if you went to arizona if you went to washington or even la what's one place that is memorable that you have to visit that still sticks in your mind Seattle, hundred yeah. percent. I love I love Washington. How green it is, how beautiful it is, um, and and people a lot friendlier in the summer if you go there. It obviously becomes very touristy yeah. place, but uh, y you know we you live on one on one side of the Puget Sound, you yeah. know the other side of the Cascade Mountains is just a beautiful place to be and and visit. Lots of lots of uh, different foods and and diversity in the city uh great coffee i got addicted to coffee in seattle and i have a couple of shops that i would recommend but i think they've they've been closed unfortunately since the pandemic but uh 
you know, Starbucks is not is not my jam. <laughs> and last thing for you, I mean, as we wrap up here is, what is your hope for UCLA campus? What is your hope when you look upon the role of these athletes, not only UCLA, Pepperdine, all of these for the city of Los Angeles, what is your hope when you walk away uh, in the legacy that you want to leave on this campus? Oh, great question. Um, well, my legacy is very simple. I, I, I want it, I want it to be remembered, you know, I guess the people, people feel loved and people feel like I was, I was more about their relationship with God than their performance and their identity. Um, you know, just getting, getting, again, getting some of the statistics from just the other night, UCLA posted this uh, picture of uh, March Madness and uh, the game versus Gonzaga that UCLA played yeah. was watched by almost 15 million people. Wow. Think about that. I mean, the influence of collegiate athletics here in America are just phenomenal, you know, and, and, it, you know, we we wrap shoulders with gymnasts on campus at UCLA who have hundreds of thousands of followers on their Instagram yeah. account. Yeah. yeah. Right. So the, these are Olympians who, you know, go and, and you know, they, they represent USA on the global level. And so our hope is that, you know, this campus become uh, self-sustained. Uh, movement, you know, where where student athletes are leading, sharing the gospel, they're leading discipleship groups, they they equipping the next generation of multipliers, right? That was the final words of Jesus, you know, when he said, "Go into the world and make disciples of all nations." You know, that's that's our hope is that we'll see these athletes really being the game changers. You know, not just here in the city of Los Angeles, but globally. You know, and we we have, I, I believe. We hosted this event for Thanksgiving a couple of years ago for all the international student athletes at UCLA. And there was over 40 different countries represented. Can you imagine that? 40 different countries, um, these athletes coming from all over the world to compete at UCLA. Think about one of those, one of those athletes going back to their country, home country, and they're, they're literally LeBron James to their own countries that come and compete here at the highest level. So when they go back, they're, you know, they're being idolized, they're being worshipped, you know, and then in, in, in the IA we say that in the society looking up to athletes as heroes, we want to find those heroes looking up to God. So we want these athletes to really point others to uh, their relationship with God, their creator. And so that's, that's our hope is that there would be deeply rooted disciples of Jesus who, who making disciples of others. You muted, Tony. Tommy, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Nikita, I do actually have one question for you, but one final. The Olympics is coming to LA in a couple of years. Have you guys started working on that and some of your plans for engaging some of the Olympic athletes? Ah, great question. We we have, well, yes, we, I mean, it's 2028, so it's still just two Olympics away. But, uh, you know, I went and visited the SoFi Stadium yesterday uh, for organized meeting just to talk about, you know, some of the, 
events and things like that that will be happening. I, I in fact, I didn't know just as of last week, I didn't know that SoFi Stadium will be hosting the opening ceremony, opening and closing ceremony of 2028 yeah, yeah. Olympics. So that's very exciting. Um, you know, it, it, it's a little bit too far to say and, and know who the athletes are going to be, you know, in those Olympics um, representing UCLA at this point. But uh, yeah, there are athletes that are going to Tokyo that we currently working with and getting to uh, getting to, you know, just encourage and, and helping them continue to grow in their faith. Very good. Very, very good. Nikita, it was an honor. It's been a joy just talking with you. I'm glad to hear about your wife and her health issues. And so I'm looking forward to talking again, my friend. Thank you, Tommy. You as well. Glad, yeah. glad we got to connect. For more information on Together LA, go to togetherla.net. Find us also on Instagram at together underscore LA. Nikita, we'll talk soon. Go Bruins. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Together LA Listening Tour. To stay connected, make sure you subscribe to the Together LA channel, rate and review this episode, and make sure to share on your social media platforms. We would love for you to follow along with Together LA on Instagram, Facebook, and our website at www.togetherla.net. See you next time.